<laughs> of course it is. Of course so, it is. You'll get used to it. <clears throat> so what, what's just, what just happened, though, is really extraordinary. Great and, question, Mr. Bastet. <clears throat> so what just happened? Um, what we had was one of the most powerful men in Washington, D.C., in our government, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a member of the Gang of Eight, square off against two other members of the Gang of Eight, uh, and that would be Chairman Rogers and Chairman Turner in the House, over whether or not government contractors could have full domain, I guess you could say, over the non-human technology they've been working on for decades. Ownership. Again, whatever they they want control and they, they they want to make the decisions and they don't they certainly do not want the government to be able to claim them in its domain. So now think about this: you've got these very powerful men battling over the language uh, about whether or not our civilian defense contractors can have control over non-human technology. Now and that's hold, literally hold, what it was. Hold, hold it right there, because what you just said is the cornerstone of my thinking tonight, maybe I'm naive, this is a huge, huge win for the field. Huge. And I will tell you why. Because in informing this opposition and watering down this bill, what they have done is left the core of the bill alone, which states in legal language, ETs, UFOs exist. And you don't fight over something that doesn't exist. Right. So that's the win. So, yeah. And, and uh, so this is uh, – we've been waiting decades. Wow, we agree. And, Stephen, ding, 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 ding. Bassett and Hoagland agree. Uh, well, there, there's a chess game being played. Exactly, and, and so, exactly, exactly. And Schumer snookered the other side brilliantly. Brilliantly. He, he knew exactly what he was doing when he came forward on the 14th of July, 39 days after Grush came 39, out. twice 19.5. And, and uh, Grush came out and obviously gave the interview to Coulthard and the Debrief mag- uh, magazine or publication uh, and created a huge problem for everyone because that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> And nope. so now the question of human, non-human tech is now in, in play. It hasn't been uh, denied. He There's is, a food he, fight he, over not, not something. There's nothing. It's something that's something. In other words, this is the ball game. 99% of humans want someone officially to say, yes, they're real. All that stuff is real. And that's what the Congress and the president are about to do together. Admit it's all real. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so – Grush brings the non-human technology thing into play, which is too soon. They didn't want that yet. They wanted to have more hearings, particularly senators. Well, they hearings. want this careful, controlled, time-released in 25 fucking years. Sorry for my French. We may dole out, as we deem prudent from time to time, bits of the – no, that's, that's a quote from Dr. Morbius on Forbidden Planet. They're following the script. Well, I would suggest that that Grush, Grush was not following the script. He he came forward because of unusual circumstances. Maybe it's part of a bigger plan, Stephen. Maybe this is for the chess and both sides, because this is for all the marbles. This is for the human race, knowing finally who it is, how powerful it is, 
what dimensions it extends to, what technologies to save the Earth are trivially available. In other words, the whole Megillah. That's what's at stake. Oh, and by the way, consciousness, where does it really come from? The same hyperdimensionality that the physics is coming from. And so that changes our perspective on who we are, et cetera, et cetera. This is not trivial, Stephen. And we, as of tonight, in my humble opinion, we have won. We haven't won. Well, it's all over with the shouting. There'll be a lot of shouting. I mean, look at, look at uh, what's his name, Giuliani on the steps of the court where he got socked for $148 million and he's standing out there saying, I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes the, the guys don't know when to fall down when they're dead. Yeah, well, the truth embargo, I think, is done. It, it, it's a matter of... It's oh, it's emaciated. It's sitting on the floor in ribbons. And I've got some surprises for you tonight, which are on the artifact front. But anyway, let me let you please continue because we're like only 12 minutes out. Um, we've got plenty of time. Set up the context for why you think this is a win, but why the rest of us now have to really pitch in. This is a time for all good men and women to come to the aid of the party. So Grush advanced the time schedule, certainly. Yes. He forced he forced Schumer's hand. He created a big problem for Kirkpatrick because Kirkpatrick knew that what Grush was saying was going to eventually end up at his desk, and he couldn't deal with that. So it was a pretty wild and crazy time. But nevertheless, uh, Grush held up. He, he took some hits. He's, he's continuing to give well, interviews. Well, did you hear, and I forgot to put that in the news item, did you hear about the amazing reactions of Abby Loeb to Grush? Originally, he was very dead against, you know, charlatan, mental, nutcase, whatever. They had a one-hour conversation a few days ago, and now Avi Loeb is on board, 180 degrees, the Grush yeah. train. Abby Loeb had better be on board. Well, but – He's in for a rough time per, if he is. General Political tells us where, where, where the bodies are lining up and why Abby Loeb has not responded to either of our two stunning challenges. Anyway. So what Schumer did – was he he solved the problem? We we haven't had Senate hearings yet. Nope. President is in a position to disclose yet, and Grush has brought the issue of non-human tech literally out front, and he hasn't been rebuked, so it's now literally hanging there in the air. And so he made his decision. There's a tremendous echo somewhere in the background of you. It's not me. Now it went away. Uh. At 39 days, over that period, he and Mike Rounds got together. And Remind everybody who Mike Rounds is. Mike Rounds is a member of the Armed Services Committee. He's not on the Intel, Senate Intel Committee, but he is a important member of Congress, and he, he worked with Schumer to come up with about a 50-page addition. This is Senator the, Mike Rounds from, I forget, somewhere in the Midwest, I think, uh, to uh, expand the – the, the legislation as it was uh, uh, so far underway, in other words, the, the, the legislation that was being put together in the Senate, they added like 50 pages to it, and they went, they went deep. They went big. And the reason he had to do that is that if he did not take action, Grush was going to hang there, and it was going to get very complicated, plus the fact that the, the non-human tech was out there. If he didn't respond in a meaningful way, it was going to start to get very, very weird and possibly ugly. And so he, he went full bore. 
And so they come up with this significant legislation in which he directly confronts the non-human tech and claims that the U.S. has eminent domain over it and that the, the contractors need to provide a report of what they have. And at some point, after a certain length of time, at some point, the, the government may decide to take it uh, or not take it. Uh, but overall, he's saying, they're, they're saying that the tech ultimately should be uh, primarily in service to the American people. And then secondly, in service to the shareholders of these companies. Okay, that was a punch directly in the nose oh, absolutely. of the entire uh, military intelligence defense contract. But I think there was a second with. level. Because knowing that this fight was going to come from behind the scenes to in public, what this has done, either Schumer deliberately planning it or it being an incredibly beneficial side effect, it's identified in the Congress who the opposition is. Well, yeah, he smoked the opposition out, and, 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 and it wasn't just the eminent domain clause. Oh, no. I mean, they put, in, they put in the review process, but they made it – they gave it a teeth. They gave the review process, which included the UAP uh, review board, subpoena power, as well as the highest classification you need to be able to look and deal with anything. Now, this is just certain individuals that are part of the review process, including members of certain congressional committees. And so you've got a review board. You've got subpoena power. You have eminent domain, uh, and then they have the necessary classification. So he literally – put together the ultimate bill that would suffice in the post-disclosure era after a presidential confirmation to, to immediately initiate and continue to bring forward everything ultimately that is in the government's secret vaults, in our, in our programs, in our uh, USAPs, and bring it out, review it, give it to the public unless it needs to be postponed. And, and it all ends up in the National Archives. This is the whole enchilada. And they called it the Disclosure Control Plan, uh, which, again, I love these terms. They're literally <laughs> using our language. This, this was it. And so he literally forced them to come out of hiding. Mm. Now, the, the, the defense guys couldn't come out. I mean they didn't come out by name. They, did, they got in touch with intermediaries who uh, – who knew how to get to the members of Congress that they knew were going to be on the, in the conference, in, in the deliberation. This is their opportunity to make a change. And the reason they had leverage is that uh, – and this is more on the Republicans than the Democrats, but it's, it's both parties. These defense contractors give millions of dollars in campaign donations to these people, big money. And so they've got leverage, and they used it in this case. And they were able to get this thing underway, but it wasn't clear. If they could pull it off, because again, Schumer had come out in, in July. This thing has been up there for months. People have high expectations. Grush is continuing to giving interviews. It looks like we're we probably could have held out, but the fight was joined by another person. The end. It was Mitch McConnell that stepped into it, and that changed the dynamics. He was putting leverage in the Senate, obviously, but it's a Democratic-controlled Senate. So McConnell went and, and broke bread with uh, the three Mikes, Mike Johnson, Mike Turner, Mike Rogers, uh, and let him know that he favored uh, what they wanted, which is to pair this bill back. And that gave them extra clout. And the end result is that the conference mm. committee was able to strip all of the enforcement stuff out of the bill and just leave the essence of the bill, meaning the concept of bringing the material out, getting it to the National Archives – postponing when necessary, giving it to the public if possible, uh, and the total is about 11 pages. 
the Schumer uh, UAP Act was 33 pages. I mean, in, in, my, in my format, I formatted it into a PDF file. So in a PDF single space, it was 11 pages. Mm -hmm. uh, the Schumer bill was 36 pages, so over three times as large. And so, but they left the essence of the bill. Okay. And so, and, and so he smokes them out. We know that there's – not only do we not know there's a, a non-human tech, we know that the, the companies that are working on that non-human tech are very proud of it and want to make money from it. And so the whole non-human tech Well, they thing, want to make a lot of money. Remember, it's exactly. steamboat time. Uh, and so unless, unless whales and porpoises and elephants <laughs> have learned how to make computer chips, uh, non-human tech means extraterrestrials. And so we've had what amounts to informal disclosure, but not – the real deal yet, but and and it happened because of Grush. If Grush doesn't come forward, this probably is not happening right now. And the bill would have been different. So now that that's done, the bill's done. There's really only one next step, and that is the Senate has got to call the hearings that they promised in front of the Intel Committee for the, well, for the very in, substantial it, list of witnesses ready to come forward. At the first level, and we know this is many levels deep, but at the first level. It would seem logical now, given that Schumer's bill was snubbed, to turn to the chairman of that committee and say it's time and schedule it for the first quarter of 2024. Well, it needs to be January, and there's a reason for that. That's the first quarter. Uh, well, again, early in the year, because the, the first primary uh, – forget about the Iowa caucus. The first primary, I think, is in February. In, the, in, uh, in New Hampshire, you know. Yeah. And that's the real beginning of what is going to be one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive, one of the most partisan, nasty, ugly, bizarre well, that's uh, elections of money. our lifetime. Yeah, it's going to be incredibly And, and it's going to be all bad. Okay. Which is and why so, we need disclosure. So the idea, they don't do this. If they, don't, if they hold off these hearings and let them drag, and if they get interrupted because of events in the Middle East or events in Ukraine, then this non-human tech – unofficial disclosure is going to be hanging over all of these candidates who are not going to know what they're talking about. They're not going to know how to address it. And it's just going to be a disaster. Mm. On the other hand, if they get the hearings in January and the witnesses that, that we know are going to testify, in, in, not for a day, but for a week at least, we're talking 15, maybe 20 witnesses, that this testimony will blow the truth embargo completely up. And in which case afterwards, the president could come forward passively and simply state, I'm convinced we have a non-human tech, non-human presence. That's disclosure. That's it. And if that, say that happens at the end of January or early February, that gives all the 2,000 can balloted candidates a chance to start reading all the books or at least go to some documentaries, get up to speed, learn something about this, uh, and, and have something meaningful to say about it and be able to talk openly about it during this campaign. The issue being what it is, so nonpartisan. It could suck a great deal of the venom out of what is going to be, as I say, could be well, the worst campaign of our lifetime. So the benefits politically are enormous. And then ultimately, the benefit to the American people would be that when the four, new 40, 435 members of Congress are elected and 33 members of the Senate and a lot of governors, when those people are elected, they will, the electorate will have some idea of what these men and women think about this new world they're in. What, what is their view about the post-disclosure world? What are the implications for them? What do they see happening? How are they going to manage the country in a post-disclosure world? They'll have some idea when they decide who to vote for, and we'll get a government in 2025 that has somewhat connected 
<clears throat> this huge shift. So the difference between getting this hearing done early and getting it postponed, even late into the year, June, July, you know, what, when the trials are underway, no. They've got to get it done in January. And so I am pushing with a – Well, the first Trump trial is March 4th. It probably will move downstream a couple of weeks, maybe you know, maybe a month. So you have a window between January when everybody comes back and March, basically a, a two-month window. It's very tight uh, because the primary and, and that does not count what could happen, what is probably going to happen in Gaza in terms of the greatest human catastrophe in modern times. Well, that's the most important reason to get it done. If anything really breaks bad, in well, these it's breaking bad. There's, a lot of people are going to die just because of the lack of any amenities of what we call civilization. They're starving to death. There's no water. You know, it's it's and and, and disease. You know, runs rampant in those conditions. There are 2.2 million people at risk. So any catastrophic outcome from any number of uh, areas, whether it's take the Middle East, whether it's Ukraine, stop. whether it's Darfur, whether it's uh, uh, could take Taiwan. number one on the runway, and this gets sidepedaled because of course everybody knows it's not really important. So it'll completely put, put this off to the side, and then we'll go into the election, and it, it will be one. It'll be hell on earth. This year will go go bad, but if they get it done quickly, then whatever does happen, if something really awful does happen in one of these theaters of risk. It will be in the post-disclosure world, which means that that new world, that new situation is going to help shape the response that we give to whatever takes place. One thing I've learned in my life is that what, how much of a productive and maybe even happy life you have, and it's the same for countries, what, what kind of country you have and how well it goes is less dependent upon what happens to you but more dependent upon how you react to what happens to you. That is where the problems lie. That's where the damage is done. And so our problem for, for a long time, the human race, is that we, we react badly to things. And the examples go on and on and on. And so we have to change our thinking. We have to be in a different place. So if, in fact, the nuke gets used in Ukraine, it won't just escalate to a global nuclear war. We'll step back and consider other options. This sounds simple and trivial, but it's not. Uh, the, 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 the paradigm shift to, uh, to the, the post-disclosure world, when everybody in the planet knows there's an ET present, is so big, so profound, that it cannot be disregarded. And it will shape how people think, and it will shape how nations think. Well, it may be shaping it even now, and I've got some really important new data to show you on the other side of the break. Mm -hmm. Then I have a an argument that kind of part of what you said and part of what I'm looking at. And then, of course, we have uh, a bunch of other stuff to go to that relates. Remember, there is the artifact side of the house, and there have been stunning developments on the artifact side of the house. Artifact side of the house? Artifact. I'm not what is it? E.T. artifacts, the stuff I've been looking at for decades. Ruins, things brought back. We have overwhelming evidence that NASA is hiding on Earth tonight ET artifacts in storage, in samples, that Abby Loeb will not touch it with a 20-foot pole. And the president has one in his office and is bragging about it. Interesting. Wait so when you, you said see. House, you weren't referring to House of Representatives. No, the White House. 
it's okay. Biden. It's Biden's sample. He specifically requested it when he moved in two years ago. Okay. That's and it's new. got a, a photo and a number and a detail, and I've got people working on the the engineering. It is an ET artifact. It is not a rock. And it okay. has precision geometry and innards that look electronic. So, um, oh, that's cool. Let me. Uh, we're at the we're at the bottom of the hour, and okay. I have I have a mission, you know, which I'll lay out as we open this uh, second part of our conversation tonight. Stephen and I are in very rare agreement. The <laughs> way this bill came through, ultimately, a we have won, and b there's a lot of work yet to do but it is not the deplorable catastrophe for UFO disclosure that the press, the mainstream, the lazy folks, the folks with the agenda have been portraying it to be in the last 48 hours. In fact, it is an amazing win, which we will take the rest of the evening to describe. You're on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. We shall return. Hmm. Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive member benefits. Listen to past episodes anytime on any device. Search the archives of over 180 episodes. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Support the broadcaster to provide you with the most interesting conversation available. Talk radio at the cutting edge of science and thought. The other side of midnight.com. Welcome back, everyone, to this Saturday night edition of The Other Side of Midnight, the 16th of December of 2023. Christmas rushes down upon us. So my guest tonight is Steve Bassett for the whole three hours, and we're talking about the incredibly interesting and Byzantine and Emily Dickinson and outright 4D chess nature of what has just happened in the U.S. Congress. And I totally agree, Stephen, that Bassett's going to sign Bassett, the, the Biden, too, too many Bs, Biden is going to sign it, and then we'll be off to the races because it officially surrounds with a moat and lasers and whatever the magic keys to the kingdom, and it says it's not going to release them even under the best of circumstances, except through these various 
agencies and companies that deem it necessary or appropriate. The real goods of the ET UFO discussion, which is the technology, stupid, that that's going to be kept under after 25 years. Well, I will bet you dollars to Navy beans that mandate does not last a year. Because one of the key things, <clears throat> which actually forms the background to a really cool birthday party, Stephen, happy birthday and happy Christmas combined this year, because you got what we've both been wishing for. And that is, as part of this new law, about to become law, they are now set up, disagree with me if you, if you want to, a central archive for bringing all of this disparate information together, which has been accumulating officially for 70 years, almost three quarters of a century, and which is all over the place, under every damn rock you can imagine, this will centralize all that info so another official congressional law in operation tonight takes effect when whistleblowers leaking from that central archive become forward enough to come forth, lay their jewels upon the table, talk to the New York Times, and are are totally covered from liability and government retribution by, I forget which piece of legislation enacted a couple of years ago, loosely called the New Whistleblowers Act. So this all works in concert to move the date up as opposed to back, even with the now identified Republican and corporate opposition that real disclosure has always had. Stephen, thoughts? Stephen, unmuting helps. Uh, first of all, a little explanation here. The, the earlier law was not whistleblower protection. It was witness protection. It was for people that are coming forward within the process, in government, as, as allowed for by law, who then get harassed or have a problem uh, with people inside who simply oppose the process. Uh, it's not a whistleblower law. Um, we have already, uh, in, for some time, whistleblower laws protecting anybody coming forward regarding illegal activities within any part of the government. So it's that's not I think that's not the chess move that, that Schumer made. The move he made that was so brilliant again was this. He 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 put something up there so strong they had to push back. So he forced them out of cover. He forced the the government contractors to basically admit that there's non human tech, which again backs up Grush. All right. Uh which is and, the ball game. And and but the bill and of course they couldn't just eliminate the bill and so essentially what they left in was the basic bill the same thing there would be a process of bringing things forward it would go to the national archives they just took out all the enforcement power to do it mm-hmm. as of that bill now Schumer if he if he is thinking like I hope he is that okay now as we, we everybody goes home for a couple of weeks to chill out they come back to Congress in early January. 2024, and the whole idea that we have non-human tech, which means extraterrestrial tech, is now spreading around the world. The articles about it are just pouring forward as fast as I can uh, archive them yep. on my site. Yep. And so that is now in play. And so, so you, you go ahead, you call the hearings, 
you bring in these these witnesses who are just going to blow the people's minds when they when they testify under oath. That sets up the president to disclose. Could be as as early as late January, early February. And so disclosure has happened. The world's on fire. Everybody's excited. And a week after that, guess what? The Senate reintroduces the entire UAP uh, disclosure bill intact as is as a standalone. And who in Congress is going to vote against it then? At that point, And yeah. they end up getting it without any hardly delay at all. And so all of that power comes back to the government right? because the people are not going to let that be stopped once they have been informed by their own president. This is an extraterrestrial presence, and that's been confirmed by heads of state around the world. And so they get the bill anyway. I mean it, it's, it's a chess move par excellence. <clears throat> it's, it's fantastic. And uh, and then he goes on, you know, you, you may have noted, no, known this, but he, he went on the floor of the Senate along with the rounds, and he did kind of politicize the issue. He chastised the Republicans for uh, pushing back and taking this out of the bill, and then Round said something, and he said something. But then overall, it was like, well, you know, we got this bill. We're all going to go forward. So he's kind of taken some of the venom out. Uh, he played it perfectly. And, and keep in mind. That that wasn't the plan. If Gruss doesn't come forward, he's not in this position, right? And so he he had to adjust to a changing situation. Grush is still getting threats, but he is giving interviews. He said he's had a hell of a time. It's been tough on him, but overall he's holding up. Uh, uh, will other whistleblowers join him? I don't think so. I think they're, right now, if you've got something pretty significant, you want to be a witness. You want to be talking to the intel committee. You want to be coming out as a whistleblower. That is no path anyone should take unless it's an absolute. And so we're looking for witnesses now, not more whistleblowers. Uh, we have the witnesses that will pretty much wrap this up and get, get us the disclosure we, we've been waiting for all these years. Well, you know my old cliche, no single point failure. If you don't have witnesses and you don't have hearings and those in the hands of basically one person, the chairman, then what's your fallback? It's got to be the people. It's got to be other grushes that see that the water is fine and they're willing to duck their toe into it. And mm -hmm. if they're purse-purse of witnesses, if they're worked in the program, they use the witness protection part of that earlier legislation to protect their position. <laughs> We don't want that, though. I mean, we, we really don't it's want that. You don't that get what you want tough. in life a lot of times. You get what you have to get to, and then you make modifications. So. Uh, well, yeah, again, it's, it's not going to be pretty, and that's going to be a problem. Now, it's also the case that the House is now fully engaged in this, and you have uh, from the House uh, conservative Republicans that have really taken this up. And so you've got this Well, Burchette said we were hosed, which is very direct language. Well, but he's also said that they're they're not they're actually committed to getting disclosure. They want this truth out, uh, and the th the three are uh, Luna and Burchett are the three pretty much leaders there. Mm. They already had a hearing. They said they're going to have another one, and they're already making a fuss about the fact that you know that it's time for the government to stop uh, keeping this stuff hidden. And the and the press is picking up on this. These articles all about this. The, the shift is now. Why is the government keeping this hidden? And so, so you've got you've got conservatives in the House on our side. You've got a very some bipartisan. And, it, and it's vote. not just here. In fact, the reason I have the Guardian up there is because I wanted a more distant, offshore, quasi more neutral perspective. And they're basically saying what we're saying tonight. You know, it's got to go forward. This this is just a speed bump. 
yeah, uh, the press are totally on our side at this point now. They, they they do understand it's the biggest story in history, and they're they're covering it pretty damn good. You yep, know, yep. thank God. Happy so birthday! What a hell of a present. We're we're in a good place right now, but again, the world is so dangerous. Yes, that we cannot afford delay. And this is so. What I did is I launched a, a little project here. Which is called Shift Storm, S H I F T, Shift Storm. Very clever. Uh, I launched it about five days ago. It's got a website. It's shiftstorm.org. And it's as simple as it could be. Uh, all I'm asking people who are on Twitter to do is let's tag messages into the three senators who are the chief decision makers on that hearing, and that's Schumer, Warner, and Rubio. Uh, all three are pretty much essential. Uh, they're going to confer with each other. And so the, all you do is you, you can tag a message to their ch- Twitter handle. They, like almost every member of Congress, are on Twitter, and they have handles. And so at Senator Schumer, at Senator Rumio, and you go at Senator Schumer, and you give them a message. Look, we really want those hearings in, in January. The yep, witnesses yep. are ready to testify. Exactly. We love what you're doing. Thank you for the legislation because they're heroes. They're, they're not the bad guys. Oh, no, 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 no. And my, my plan is to try to get 100,000 tagged messages into the notification box of all three of those senators by the end of the year, early January. It's very doable. Uh, it's already getting some traction. Uh, well, there I, is a window over. depending upon I, – I think Schumer seriously is playing 4D chess, and he set this up so the hearings have a context, which is in the midst of a lot of noise, be a signal. You have to have alerted your audience Something major is happening. Now everybody interested in this, and that's a lot of people, are going to pay attention when hearings on UFOs in the Senate Intelligence Committee are announced. But those that want those hearings, let's, let's help. Let's, let's get out there. And so you tag a message on Twitter, at Senator Schumer, at Senator Rubio, at Senator Warner, and you say, look, I, we really want these hearings. Now those things will accumulate by the thousands in the notification box of the Twitter account. Yep. Of these yep. senators, the staffers monitor those. They monitor those notifications mm-hmm. because that is how they determine what people are saying about their boss. It's a pulse. And as these, it's a pulse of the these, people. As these messages accumulate, they're gonna they're gonna call the boss. They're gonna call the chief of staff and say, "Look, check this out." And so they're gonna see, and then they're gonna go to the box and simply scroll through all of these messages that are calling for hearings. This is as simple as it gets. It couldn't be easier. And so this is shitstorm.org, uh, and uh, anybody anybody's on Twitter can do this. It's trivial, and I'm providing obviously the handles. And they, you, there's also the case you can send emails. Now the trick here, though, <laughs> is that the email forms only accept emails from people in the state of the senator. So whether it's Virginia, Florida, or no. New York, if you're not a resident, if if the when you when you submit your message, if the address on it isn't in the right state. Uh, Florida, Virginia, or New York, it won't go through. But if it does have a state address, it will. So that's a little trickier. But the Twitter messages, the Twitter tweet storm is 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 is, is probably enough. But certainly, ten thousand emails would be nice if we get those into each of the members. Mm-hmm. We want hearings in January. It's just simple. That's all you really have to say. When are you scheduled for for George for Coast? I'm, I haven't been scheduled in quite some time. Oh, I'm on the 19th next Tuesday night. Yeah. I am obviously going to quote you a lot because people, millions of people, I'm going to direct them as to a campaign so we can help move this log a little bit faster down the river, but it's headed in the right direction. Now, are you in front of a computer? 
Yeah, it's it's easy. Are you, you in can front do it from your computer? phone. You can do it from a computer. Stephen, are, just, you, so are you tonight, right now, just, are you in front of a computer screen? Uh, I sort of am, yeah. Okay, good, because you need to go to my section of Radio with Pictures and yeah, start okay. at item number five. I'm looking for item number five? Okay, yep, hang yep, on. yep. Let me cruise on down here. Uh, let's see. Item one, two, three, four, five. Important to um, important to listen. Call this number. What? I'm, I'm, is that the wrong five? I think so. Yeah. No, it's, five uh, it's, it's under the banner on the home page. Go there first. Uh, let me go to the home page. Hang on. Uh, home. Right. Okay, here we go. See the banner? Under the banner. I see it. I see it. Here All we right, go. Click on the banner. Okay, got to click on the banner. Take to the guest page. Underneath the banner in yellow are links to my items and yours. Okay. I don't think you have any items. Click on my name. All right. Um, I'm on the other side of Midnight Richard Hogan. That's the uh, that's the main logo. Yeah, yeah. Look at the banner. Click on. What's the banner? What banner? Scroll down. Scroll down. Do you see your name? In big... see, oh, my name. Okay. Yeah, you'll see your name, Stephen Bassett. Listen to the show. Come on down. Saturday, December 16th. Richard Hoagland, Stephen Bassett. There you go. Okay. All right. Click on the banner. Click on that whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. Good, good, good. Yes, page. All right. Underneath yeah. it says fast links to items just under the banner. Okay. Hang on. Down toward the bottom of the block. To listen to the show. It's got my bio. Keep going. Uh, down. Keep no, going. You went. You went too One, far. two, three, four. Now I'm back to the same thing. No, no, you went. You went too far. Don't click on okay. bios. Click on items. My name. Items. Items. Right items, above items. bios. To, I guess One page. Item. Yeah. See where there's so much stuff here. I, fast links I to items, Richard. I. I just don't see it. Uh, guest page link to listen to the show, and then it's got me. Uh, I don't think I'm on the right page, Richard. I'm sorry. All right, uh, go back just, to the home page. Yeah, just let's see it. You can just go there and tell me what you're what you're looking at. Yeah, but you need to see it. <laughs> it's hard to describe a spiral staircase. All right, I'm at the home page. There's you. There's coast to coast. Click, There's the click, uh, printing. Go, going down to the banner. Keep going to your my seat. banner. It's got the capital of the whole bunch of bombs bursting. By the air. bombs, early light. Yes. Click on that. Click on that. Click on that. All right. Underneath that, you'll see several lines of text. Then it says guest page, fast links to items. The very bottom of that block. Isn't okay. This exciting I'm clicking on the banner. Post? Underneath that, it says. To listen to the show, Saturday, December. To listen to the show, Saturday, Sunday, guest page. Yeah. Under that, there should be two lines. And then click on Richard? Yes, yes. Uh, well, okay. Now I see it. Now I've got it. Number five. Number five. It's been two months. Why can't NASA open mm-hmm. the asteroid okay. sample? Okay, backstory, and then we'll continue this in the next block, if it goes that long, because it's really amazingly cool. Remember the old thing about if Mohammed won't come to the mountain, the mountain will come to Mohammed? Mm-hmm. The mountain has come to Mohammed. NASA mm-hmm. tonight is sitting on hundreds of pounds of extraterrestrial technological samples and either they don't know, which I doubt incredibly, or they've been keeping it totally secret. And we appointed Abby Loeb in the direction of both sets. We've been resoundingly rebuffed, meaning he has not opened hailing frequencies. 
even though he's trying to raise a few more million dollars to go back out to Indonesia and dive to the bottom of the ocean. So about two months ago, the unmanned robotic mission to Bennu, an asteroid, remember that, <clears throat> that launched in 2018 and took seven years to get there and retrieve samples and bring them home, those samples came home. The first extraterrestrial asteroid samples ever for the U.S. came home in September on right. live television. Then the samples went to Houston to a special lab built and designed at great expense to handle in a pristine environment those samples. And it's been two <clears throat> freaking months since NASA said, oops, we can't get into the canister. We can't look at our samples. Two months. And they can't find a screwdriver. And other people besides us are beginning to smell a very, very big rat. And the reason is, when they picked up the samples at Bennu, all of them on live television, it was obvious they picked up so much junk that some of it spilled out of the container that was designed to close, you know, like a, like a, like a dust catcher and capture material from Bennu, soil, rocks, rocklets, mm -hmm. tiny things and stuff them in the cancer and seal it. They had a bunch of stuff outside the canister when they opened the first layer. And when they sampled that is when they freaked out. Because if you look at item number six, yeah, click on six, what do you see? Well, it looks like a green rock. Okay, look on seven. Seven is, hang on, let me go back. Where, where, where to go? Let me get out of here. How do I get out of here? Right under six. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't win it. We just. Mm -hmm. uh, I've clicked on it, but I maybe I got to do this. Okay, here we go. Uh, seven. Oh, hello. Yes. Okay. It's probably better not to look at it by clicking on it because it makes it very big. So you. So this is a piece of technology from Bennu which has been cut open. That's what the artistic representation on the right is. Yeah. This has been posted, if you look at number eight, this has been posted in a major NASA Smithsonian display in Washington within days after NASA claiming it can't get into the canister, but this is part of the debris on the lid. And they posted this, you look at the, the article when you have time, with a big dis, you know, ceremony with the head of Smithsonian, the head of NASA, you know, various politicians standing around going, rah, rah, you Americans are going to be able to see a sample of what we brought back from this asteroid, Bennu. And it's under a light and a microscope. So anybody in our audience, and when I talk to George on, on Tuesday, I'm going to tell that audience, which is quite a bit bigger than ours, millions of people that they can go to the Smithsonian, if they're on the East Coast, take a damn camera, photograph the hell out of this thing and then give us the video or the images because it is a fossilized artifact from the asteroid retrieval mission Bennu. And it's right there in Washington. So are you implying that the entire asteroid was a, a, a technological artifact it's, it's, or it's, there was some technology no, on no, it? No, no, it's, it's both. It's an ancient ship. The ancient ships all are cube octahedrons. Those are papers and data and show we've done going back like several years this is okay. part this is part of that architecture that platonic geometry remember the physics works on platonic solid geometry 
those five shapes inside a sphere. So when you see manifestations, I mean, maybe that's the only shape where you can create the drives that move the ships around the solar system without, you know, rockets, without fuel, without reaction. At any rate, a couple of days ago, after this uh, piece appeared in the, um, uh, uh, I forget what, what news agency, uh, U.S. News, that that's been two months, why can't they get into the damn box? They There was a big story about a quasi-secret meeting between Biden and the next generation of astronauts that are going to the moon next year, the Artemis II, four astronauts, uh, three men and one woman. And he had them in the Oval Office. It was not announced. It was a quiet, off-the-record meeting. But when they came outside and posed in front of cameras there on the driveway, outside of the um, uh, West Wing. They said that Biden, among other things he talked about, really boasted about the lunar sample that he had asked NASA to loan him, which is sitting there in the bookshelf next to the the Resolute desk in the Oval Office, right above, I'm sorry, right below uh, something from his Corvette that he loves more than anything except for Jill. And he boasted about the authenticity from NASA of this object, which when you look at number nine, is another ET artifact in Biden's Oval Office on his mind, per the story that I didn't have a chance to to link, but you can find it by just Googling president comments on lunar artifact. So here's what the setup is either for a lucky member of the press at the president's next press conference or a guy named Stephen Bassett who has White House credentials and can be in that press conference and simply ask the president an elemental question. Mr. President, you bragged about your NASA artifact to the astronauts. When are you going to tell the American people it really is an ET artifact and it's been sitting in the White House for two years and you haven't said anything? And that will so warp nine, accelerate this conversation and make it impossible for him to lie because the photo and the geometry and the technology is all over the web, having been posted from this story on AP about the quiet meeting between Biden and the astronauts several days ago. So, Mr. Bassett, do you have White House press credentials? I am not a member of the press, and darn, I do not have White darn, House credentials. Darn, darn. Uh, do, no, you have, do you have a trusted cohort who does have press credentials who would ask that question if it was given to him or her? I'd have to, I'd have to check on that. I, I don't know. It's, I've been operating in other, other realms, but it's just another example of, of uh, how things are moving to the surface. At uh, Warp 9! <laughs> But I would I would say this something I would mention that's relevant in, is that and I wouldn't have said this when I started 26 years ago. Really? But uh, by, at this point, I'm pretty confident every single president of the United States has known that there's an extraterrestrial presence from Truman on. Yeah. Every single one. Totally agree. And, but that doesn't mean they could do anything about it. Doesn't mean they wouldn't well, want to do. Well, they could have, but it's, it's, well, it's, let me just wait. That, yeah, let me just say this. It doesn't mean that they would do anything about it, and, and, but whether they would do something about it would depend on the circumstance, and it would be incredibly difficult. 
So, but they will know. Well, Truman came close just, in, in July of '52. Remember the big UFO scare for a week over over DC. That well, was the point it, when he could have said, "By the way," and they're well, and they're not hostile because we're still here. Yeah, he could have, and then but then uh, Eisenhower could have when he came in in '53. Instead, they oh, they but he had Robertson the meeting. Went the other way. He had the meeting at Holloman. Supposedly, so. Well, so but, they, but I can understand why those presidents did not take action. As you move forward, it gets a little more complicated. But the point I'm trying to make, do I think that Joseph Biden knows there's an ET presence? Absolutely. Uh, and he's probably known for a very long time. But knowing there's an ET presence and knowing how, how to deal well, with it. Well, it's steamboat time. It, you make no one. It's all those cliches. There is a timing. Time is now to get pregnant. It's obvious on all these fronts. I'm just saying that aside from looking at this legislation, and we got about four minutes to the top of the hour, uh, as, as the win that it is, the easier win, because once you make UFO technology available and agreed upon, yeah, that's really an ET artifact, you've won everything. Then, of course, it becomes much easier to force what's in hiding in the agencies and in the private contractors, you know, out like Lockheed Martin, out, in, out into the open. It's like the difference between wanting something that you suspect is there, whereas wanting something that you have no doubt is there, and it's sitting in the Oval Office tonight. That's what's amazing. And he bragged about it. I think this is a clever 4D stress, 4D 4D, uh, level um, uh, plan to get the people to demand of their government that they respond well they uh, yeah but the way that's going to unfold this is not an issue that the people are going to march on washington it never was and never will be you don't know uh, but We're in the a people weird are time. supporting the disclosure process and they've really the media has gotten behind it and so it, they don't have to march on washington all they have to do is show up in front of nasa headquarters and have some signs show us the damn artifacts and the and, press will do the rest because, it wouldn't go well. Because the evidence is, is there. Why are you as an activist not wanting to be active? If <laughs> well, I was I on the East that. Coast, I'd be in that, you know, I just cadre. I just told you that I'm doing an activist effort right now. You've got to pick your spots. My spot is simple as we just need the hearings. The witnesses, some of these witnesses have been waiting 30 years to testify. Uh, in other words, Grush, Grush was frustrated because over about a period of a year – not, they, they weren't responding to him properly, and he got he got hassled. There are witnesses that will eventually testify. They've been waiting for 20, 25 years uh, and been ignored. But all again, of that we're time. bottled up in the minds of two people, basically one. Who's the, who's the guy that runs the committee now? Yeah, the Senate Intel Committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Warner. Warner, Warner from Virginia. Senator from Virginia. Yeah. Marco Rubio's ranking. It's Senator totally up to him. It is not. You know, I've been somewhat educated on that. It. I think technically it is up to the chairman, but the ranking member and the Who's Senate the majority leader have a lot of influence there. Yeah. Well, how can they uh, order? But I know this. I know the Supreme Court or the president can't force that the, the Senate intel committee to have a hearing. They can't force it under the law. But in terms of it happening, I think those three individuals are the key. Now, if, if they come into agreement, it absolutely Hold it happens. there. We're at the top of the hour, and this, I think, is most appropriate. Because the government is in process of admitting their stuff 
under control that they want to extend out to release in 20 over a generation beyond tonight. But what they have to do in that legislation is to admit there is stuff, and if there's stuff, there's people who made the stuff, and those are what this lovely gal is thinking about. Here on the other side of midnight, my name is Richard C. Hoagland. Welcome to Disclosure Christmas. Calling Other side of midnight.com. Tune in to listen to Richard C. Hoagland and his fascinating guests. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive member benefits. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350 episodes. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Support the broadcast that provides you with the most interesting conversation available. Talk radio at the cutting edge of science and thought. TheOtherSideOfMidnight.com And good morning, everyone, here on the other side of midnight. It's the last uh, hour before the witching hour, before midnight, in the land of enchantment, still Saturday night, the uh, 16th of December, 2023. My guest tonight is Stephen Bassett for all three hours. You can join us in about an hour if you want to uh, call us. Uh, we'll, we'll get out numbers. Stephen and I are in this <clears throat> really interesting position that we are both agreeing on what's really happened, all the propaganda, notwithstanding in terms of the NDAA, uh, incorporating a version, a watered-down version of the uh, Schumer Amendment to UAPs and UFOs. And it's an, an amazing development. It's, it's, really, it's really one for the books. And, of course, the next uh, part of the process is to get the hearings. So why don't you repeat 
nicely redundantly how people can get involved and how they can pressure Warner and Schumer to do the next logical step, which is to bring this, as Roddenberry would say, to television where reality is played out. Sure. Um, I would prefer to use the word encourage rather than pressure, <laughs> uh, but there, there are, there's, there are, uh, I, I, on, on the website shiftstorm.org, don't forget the F, uh, I have identified, I think, the, the eight heroes, the best defined heroes. In the House, the heroes are uh, Tim Burchett, Anna Polina Luna, and Nancy Mace, members of Congress, members of the House. And in the, in the Senate, it's Mark Warner, uh, Marco Rubio, Senator Schumer, uh, Michael Rounds, Kirsten Killebrand. These are the heroes. These people have made it clear that they are not concerned about their political future by being absolutely direct and authentic with respect to the fact that we are being engaged by non-human technology. I think they've all been briefed to one degree or another and know full well there's an ET presence. Uh, I'm sure that of the of the Senate Intel people, uh, less certain regarding the uh, the people in the House, but if if they haven't been formally briefed, they've been tipped off, and so they all know it's true. And based upon decades of efforts by thousands of people and and thousands of articles, being we've gotten to a point where they can openly take this on, and that's what they've chosen to do. But it took seven years to get there, starting with the To the Stars Academy people, the work of Mellon and Elizondo and others for years on the Hill to get us to this point. And as we consider this legislation, we must not forget there's already been three tranches, three bills regarding UAPs before this one. This is the fourth in a row. Prior to that, there was never any legislation at all going all the way back to the founding fathers regarding UAP. So four bills in four years. So it's not just this bill. So we're, we, the, the, Gillibrand, Gillibrand said there was going to be a Senate Hill hearing. Uh, in the when, was, when was that? When, when did you say that? It was quite a while ago. It's about five months ago. Oh, okay. That's, that's a light but, year. But a lot's happened. I mean, the yeah. world continues to evolve to generate new, exciting things. So <clears throat> It delayed things, and then I understand why they wanted to delay until after the bill was signed, regardless of what the bill was, and that put it into January. Okay, but the witnesses have been briefed and interviewed long ago. Uh, we have an idea of who some of them are, and I, I know these witnesses. This is it. I mean, you're talking about well, 10, for people 12 that are not following this like we are, who are some of these witnesses? Would people recognize them? Well, there's. They're not sending out a list, okay? No, no, this is your analysis. That's what you do, so. I know they've, they've interviewed a number of the nuclear weapons tampering witnesses, such as Bob Salas. You mean uh, where, where, where missiles and, and weapons were paralyzed, like at Maelstrom? Turned off. These are witnesses to – on-site witnesses to uh, instances where our, our missiles are turned off by these, these craft. They have a number of them um, they've interviewed. Uh, well, that should be riveting were on live that, Senate television. That should be absolutely blindingly riveting with current discussion of nuclear war and Putin mentioning nukes every opportunity. Well, Bob's been waiting 25, 30 years for this. I mean, he, he was able to, to give his testimony at the citizen hearing on disclosure that I put on uh, under oath. But, of course, it was mock hearing. It right, wasn't right. the real thing. 
uh, one of those people has already died. But the, the nuclear weapons with tampering witnesses for sure. Then, based upon some things that I saw, they have interviewed the at least two of the people who are in the unacknowledged special access programs working on non-human tech. These are the people that gave the information to Grush, uh-huh. who then took it to the Intel Committee that led to problems for him and ultimately going to the IG, uh, IG Inspector General of the Intelligence Community and so forth. But what, what many people who jumped on Grush right away as not being credible did not understand, and he said it, but they weren't hearing it. That he had been in intelligence for some years. He had contact throughout mm-hmm. the intelligence world with clearances. And so when he got that information from the USAP guys, he went to these people for confirmation. And a number of these contacts of his who had clearances confirmed that what he had heard was true. And so we, it, it's very possible that some of the people that had firsthand in, in, in contact with these non-human tech, this non-human tech may be tested. And that's just for openers. If they want, they could spend an entire day just showing hours of gun camera footage of, of uh, UAP intercepts, uh, a lot more profound than the three that were released in 2017. But just in the witnesses alone, we're talking 12, 15 David Grushes, basically. All right. Now, you put that together and you put a couple of hundred million people watching it, you put them under oath. That's the balking. That basically. Well, if it's handled correctly, it could be even more successful than the January 6th committee, which was brilliant. Any normal congressional standards. It was the ideal hearing because it wasn't about ego. It wasn't about the questioners. It was about the witnesses, all of whom were Republicans. So if, if, if the UFO hearing can be even half as effective, it will convince a whole planet on live Roddenberry Television. It can't be anything but more effective, and the reason is is that it is a much more defined issue. It is not a partisan issue. Everything is very compact. You've got clear statements, clear evidence, and so forth. And so it's it's going to be much easier for people to follow. And 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 the most important thing is the implications of the truth being told. Well, keep the sequence exceeds, in mind. Exceeds keep, the, the truths in the January 6th hearing okay. by magnitude. If, right? if, if the January hearing had come before the signing of this NDAA, which is in a few days now, I think it's next week, if that had led on the runway, you'd have a bunch of witnesses, basically Grush twos, claiming certain things, but the public ambiguity would still be there. But now you've got law saying... Oh, yes, this stuff exists, but you can't see it for 25 years, so you rearrange the whole reality envelope. No, that's not what the law says, Uh, and that's not in – But that's where people are going to go. Forget what the law says. They misunderstood the bill. They misunderstood the bill. The language in the initial bill, what it said was that anything that is 25 years or older… And any program, any anything that was initiated 25 years or older is fast-tracked into the control disclosure plan, meaning it, right away it can be put in the pipeline in order to be considered, which goes all the way back to well, Roswell. Really, there were some amazing things over 25 years ago. So it, it's not a question of waiting 25 years. Anything 25 years or earlier 
would have been more subject to review. That doesn't mean – it did not mean, it did not say that anything – twenty. we have to wait 25 years for something that happened People last year. People have been reporting this totally ass-backwards then because they've been comparing uh, yeah, it, well, they've been I, comparing I, I, it to the uh, JFK archives, which had a 50-year drop-dead date, which both Biden and Trump have abrogated. So, so much for congressional laws the presidents don't want to obey. I'm telling that was a you, this is the most – say again? Senator Schumer made a mistake in making a comparison to the, uh, uh, the JFK as a model. Uh, it, it, yeah, because it got me off on issue. the track that we have to wait. If, if it's anything older than 25, who the hell cares about the more recent stuff? The most amazing cases were in open view 25-plus years ago. Yeah, and that's not even the point. It, 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 it is not the same thing. The, the JFK assassination is a completely different event in so many ways. And it, it's probably the most conspiratorial, has generated more conspiracies than uh, King than any other issue, event in the 20th century. Well, I think this Schumer is not was, like that. I think Schumer was basically being clever as a fox because by I wrapping think. this, by wrapping this into the JFK thing, he basically is saying there's a conspiracy on both levels. Emily I Dickinson. disagree with that. Well, uh, he doesn't want to foster conspiracies. He just made a mistake. He was trying to say there's a model already about a process of bringing things forward, but it wasn't. Do you a remember FDR's famous phrase, in politics, there's no such thing as coincidence? I see this as a carefully 4D chess architected plan, and you see it as a bunch of people grasping for straws no, no, and I don't. making mistakes. I don't. It is a plan, Dick. It's just that, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of scripting here. But it's not something that has been scripted down like you like you do a play and you rehearse for weeks ahead of time and you get your marks on the stage and you go through and everything is precise. No, everybody sort of knows where things are going, but they they don't have the luxury of getting together for a heavily scripted, highly coordinated thing. They are they know where to go and they're trying to follow it, but it's not that simple and it's much more difficult. So it's not like a scripted play, but it is somewhat scripted. And uh, Grush is an example of something happening that wasn't in the script. And there's going to be yeah, more but of you that. You keep saying that like you, you, we don't know. I think if Grush was basically the, the designated fall guy to accelerate the curve, which had all these positive effects, Schumer then puts the reach way out there. They bring it back. They affirm the reality of the subject. And then you have the hearings. It seems to me like it's a pretty damn good plan. Again, I, 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 it, it, it's yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> if the script was we're going to get this guy and we're going to threaten his wife and his kids and threaten to kill him and all that kind of stuff and drive him crazy so he comes forward. No, no. I just, I, I, I just, you know, Dick, you and I are different in that regard. No, I didn't say that I, part of it was a plan. I said when they found a, a, a viable candidate, someone who no. was close to being fed up who had been chastened, who had been threatened, who had been put through the ringer, those are the turn state's evidence. I don't see it that way. He, he, uh, An he opportunistic target is what I'm He came forward because of a lot of things. It, it took a... And they gave it, him it, a window to drive the enterprise through. Versus, it occurred over a period of two years. I just don't want to do that because it ascribes to Grush a well, kind of conspiratorial it's, connection, it's, no, which is it's, not there. It's, it's a plan to, to disclose. It's not conspiratorial. When you're up against evil, you have to fight evil with good. And darkness and transparency are the opposite ends of the scale. And because My of position. Grush, who I think of as a hero, we're at the next level. We've now crossed the Rubicon, 
and now we've got a damn artifact sitting in the president's office. Now let so me to get back to your, your original me, question. What is the what am I trying to do now to help yeah, things Yeah, yeah. What along? is what is on your agenda? Yeah, I'm, I'm using social media, and I I think I as of the 15th of this month, I did 52 interviews. Oh, in I saw your days. list. Man, you got to pace yourself. You're going to kill yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I'm set up. I can do them, but, but, and so I'm promoting this throughout all these podcasts. So I'm getting some decent reach. Anyway, look, here. you go to you go to shiftstorm s h i f t storm dot org. Have you sent a note simply, to Lisa telling her the breakthrough and you need to be on coast ASAP? If not, I will. Uh, feel free to mention it. Thank you. Uh, I will. If you're on coast, so I'm saying, look, we have some time to let the Senate key people, which is Schumer. Uh, Warner and, and Rubio know one how much we appreciate this amazing work they've done. Two, that we were promised hearings. Three, the witnesses are waiting, and there seems to be no reason whatsoever not to hold those hearings in January ahead of the beginning of this very messy, complicated <laughs> presidential campaign or at least political campaign season, so that every, all of the candidates, assuming the president follows up with disclosure. We'll have an opportunity the to get up to speed and speak to the issue. The president has a genuine ET artifact in the Oval Office tonight, and he's bragging to the Artemis astronauts, look at this. So um, the stage uh-huh. is set. The stage is set. Let me uh, – let me, so, let me, go ahead. So what people can do that is so simple, and this is the Twitter world. Uh, uh, yes. Is using handles, which is the handle for Schumer, Warner, and, and Rubio at, and I forget what is that Senator Schumer, whatever. Um, you can simply tag a message to them. So when you go, when you go at so and so, and then you put a message down, it goes right to their notification box because it's tagged to them, and their staffers check those boxes in order to learn what's being said about their boss. And so if we put a hundred thousand of these tagged Twitter messages into the notifications box of each one of those. That is an incredibly impressive display uh, of the design. Hey, are you up to coming on with me on Tuesday night? I think coming I have enough you pull. Where? On coast. I, look, I, I don't, I don't produce the show. So you, you know, don't what? I mean, I'll, 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 you know me, I'll go on any show. Anywhere, it's anyhow, several but, million people, Stephen. I know I've done it 60 times. But, so, uh, Oh, yeah. I don't so, think there's time to schedule you separately, so I would obviously I give up yeah, some of my time. So we would I, have this colloquy in front of millions of people. Who yeah. then, well, there's time. There's plenty of time. I, so, so this is a simple way to get that message in, and it's also possible to send e- email message. I mean, uh, send some. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, emails into these offices uh, using the email okay. form, but it has to have an address in the state that they're in: Florida, uh, New York, or uh, or Virginia. So th- this is this is a very simple thing. These are the good guys. They're the heroes. We're not, we're not mad at them. We're simply saying, okay, good job, fantastic. Now let's get that hearing out of the way. And it's okay to say, look, because we think that the president will then be able to disclose and end this. We we cannot have the the the, the, the fact unconfirmed by the president. That, and we do, in fact, have non-human extraterrestrial technology, not just one or two, but nine or ten or twelve, and we've had them for decades. We can't have that hanging up in the air while 2,000 people run for office 
who, who, who are clueless on this stuff and can't speak to it. It, it. It's just unacceptable. You just can't do that. We've gone too far. Now we have to close the deal. This, this campaign is going to be awful, and it's going to be incredibly distracting, and this issue will not be able to go anywhere under those circumstances. But if the president confirms before the first primary, then it, is, it will literally be in the debates leading up to those primaries where they're being asked, uh, well, a candidate so-and-so, what is your view of the fact that we have this technology, that we are being visited? Uh, how do you think we should proceed? What, how would you handle it if you were a senator, if you were a congressman? This, this is ideal. This is perfect. But it will not happen unless we get disclosure, and that's not going to happen until we get that Senate hearing. So there, the history is – we're right at the cusp of history, so close you can taste it. And, and, and the bill being mitigated like it was is, is, is almost irrelevant. As I said, post-disclosure, they reintroduce the damn thing, get it passed. So that's where we're at. And the only thing that can really screw up what I think is a perfect opportunity would be something really, really awful happening in one of the crisis centers on the planet right now, and we have quite a few of those. So that's uh, shiftstorm.org. Check it out. Join in. Have fun. Well, this means you should act earlier rather than later because there is an opposition, and I frankly do not put it past the opposition. I'm not talking technologies here on Earth. I'm talking ETs themselves. There's upsides and downsides, good folks and not so good folks. And if they're involved in what's going on on Earth tonight, Ukraine and um, the Middle East, then all bets are off as to how much time we have to do all this. So I would recommend sooner than later. Let me go back to a question for you regarding your talents. So mm-hmm. you are a you know, political person. You're neutral. You're not in the press. So you can't go in to a press conference and ask, you know, Biden, the question. And you're going to think about who in the press corps who does have White House credentials that could do that. I have another question. How good a photographer are you? <laughs> do, do you have a professional SLR camera? Are you talking about going down to the uh, Smithsonian? Smithsonian and taking pictures of the damn artifact, which was put there with huge ballyhoo, head of NASA. It's so deniable disclosure because if they get you know, thousand people saying, look at this, they mm-hmm. have to respond. And government well, I, I, can Dick, respond. I, 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 my office is very close to Smithsonian. Which, which is, are you talking about the, the old Smithsonian or the new one? It's the old one. It's in the natural. It's not even an air and space. It's over in the Museum of Ethnology or something. Read okay, the, the old or, building. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm a few blocks from that. So may, Good I can grief. It's go, tailor-made for you because then you, take the photo. you send the – well, photos. take video and photos. You okay. Know, and right. you should be able to get really close to see all those gears and wheels and machinery. Send it to us. We put it on the air. Now, Andrew Curry, remember who Andrew is, right? Andrew who? Curry. Artist. Oh, a- Andy Curry, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a brilliant artist. He works for Hollywood. He does commercials. He does Super Bowl, you know, concept art and mm-hmm. movies and all that. Anyway, he is offered to give, to paint, to order one of his paintings on any subject to the person who first takes these pictures and gets them to us at the other side of midnight <laughs> at I'm serious. Okay, and his okay. work is gorgeous. It's amazing. Someday having sure. an original curry will actually, you know, help pay part of uh uh you know the uh, district attorney's uh uh defamation suit. No problem. Uh, okay, good. I, I I stand I stand informed. 
it uh, it's very likely to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, staying up till three in the morning is not necessarily a good start on that, but we'll see. Okay. I got two more interviews tomorrow, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. We have got a caller, area code seven two seven. Let me put him mm-hmm. on the line. Caller in seven two seven. You are on the air as soon as it connects. Come on, there we are. Hello. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is Stephen in Clearwater. How are Stephen. you? Stephen. Long time yeah. no here. One thing I'd like to say to Stephen, and he, I, I don't, I don't want to take too much time to explain it. Oh no, no, we got Stephen, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Well, I want in, I want in-depth analysis because I want to know if a you agree what Stephen and I've been agreeing on. Amazing. Oh, absolutely. This, this is a huge breakthrough. Huge. But one thing I want to tell Stephen is, Stephen, there's a specific reason that you should occur, appear this week on Coast to Coast. Your voice will be more powerful than it, than it would be almost any other time of the year. Richard, suppose I, I have a feeling, is appearing on that particular date for a particular reason. So there, <laughs> No, I, I think I know what's going through that head of his. No, so, it wasn't me. It was them. And I actually asked George and Lisa. I said, oh, 19.5? Really? Yes, of course. You know, I'm not dumb and stupid. <laughs> My mommy didn't raise a dumb and stupid guy. So, yeah, this looks incredibly symbolic. We're on, Stephen, if you want to join me, the night of 19.5, right before Christmas. Come on. I'll await, I'll await confirmation of all that. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I obviously have to confirm it, but I'm going to recommend to Lisa that she have us on together. All right. Okay. Well, also, isn't that the night, isn't that the date that the, the, um, the, uh, the sun passes the, the galactic center? No, 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 no. That's on the 21st, 22nd. The winter oh, okay, solstice. okay. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's cl- it's so close to that. And well, it's I the mean, alignment of both. Remember, those they're a whisker away in the sky, and the, that's when the physics is highest right. in the model. I've been measuring right. this stuff. I actually know that it works. So, yeah, it's a very powerful night, and uh, it's going to be gangbusters to limb out how this win has taken place and how... The two sides of the ET equation, you know, beings, ships, and and artifacts are congruent and are coming together. And there's a damn artifact in the Biden Oval Office. Come on. Look at that picture. And and wouldn't it be great if they had those hearings on the 20th of January as sort of a pre, you know, one year exactly before we have a new president? I, I think that would be. Well, it, cool. it is inauguration <laughs> anniversary. It would be a yes. I think that would be quite elegant. Stephen, what do you think? I just want hearings in January. <laughs> By the way, something I want to mention <laughs> that a lot of people forget is that Grush didn't just bring up non-human tech. He brought up non-human bodies. Yes, beings. And by that, he's not referring to. You know, some zoo animals that escaped. No, no. He's talking about the pilots of those craft, yep, and yep, that is yep. not referred to very much because, well, that's pushing it just a little too far, and people are trying to stay, you know, not, not get too stray from the, the core issues. Yeah, and this but is after 50 years of Brookings. You know, we have been conditioned. There is a document from NASA, from the Long Range Committee, laying out this entire agenda, Stevens, and I, I'm feeling so super proud that the plan has been followed because we're where we need to be tonight. Yeah. So again, uh, we are so close. 
And I appreciate the caller's advice, and we'll see. I, I'm going to be doing lots of media. I'm getting, I'm getting all the podcasts I could ever handle, and I'm tend to get more. Uh, it, it is the I, I happen to enjoy it. I happen to be set up for well, it. Well, you know the leverage of coast, so you know we can save a yeah, lot of sure. your of your sleeplessness by by hitting the hammer. It's so elegant how both sides of the family are represented. So elegant. So let me let me let me go to work on it. I can't okay. reach Lisa. You know, I'll, I'll shoot her an email uh, when we get off the show tonight, but I can't promise she's in Christmas holiday mode. She's not. I, I think she's back. She was off for a week and then she's back. So I, I'll just keep you up on, up to speed, okay? And, and what, what night is this again, Richard? Tuesday what night. night you... Tuesday night. Okay. I got it, you. It will okay. be 10 o'clock um, my time because it's West Coast. No, yeah, it's 10 o'clock my No, I'm sorry, 11 o'clock my time. So it's uh, whatever, three, two, two hours different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but my 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 biorhythms and oversleep clock is good. But it is worth it. It's definitely worth it. Okay, so. it's not a problem. Okay. All right, super. So, uh, Stephen, any more questions? Any more? No, comments? that's that's it for tonight. But I, one thing I want to say is, you know, politics has been very polarized, and I have a lot of fr- I have yeah I have a lot of friends that you know are far left, and it's caused actually personal tension between us, and this mm-hmm. issue has brought many of my ex-friends back to being friends again. I'm serious. I don't know why it is, but it's a very unifying subject. And I think that um, it, this it, it's something that could literally bring us to a much greater uh, a world and country and get rid of all this, this nastiness that's been going on for so, so long. I really think it's the issue that could do it. I think so too, and I would certainly want to see if it can. Uh, it, it certainly will help, and and uh, that is one of the reasons that I do what I do because we must, we have to have a change of remember. Remember Reagan's comments to Khrushchev there at Reykjavik. If yeah, we could but, verify, et cetera, et cetera, we would come together against a common threat. That's an exception. And it yeah, can, but that is not that is not the way to get to. But that's the way people are going to respond. Come on, let's. No, that's real. the way they thought then. I'm not so sure they think that we way now. We will see. We will see. Look at what's going on in the madness in the Middle East. I never thought I'd live we, to see anything like this. Okay. If we really have a. When threat. we come back, we have callers. We're yeah. waiting. Um, I guess tonight is Stephen Bassett. I say good night to Stephen from New England. You're on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland. The clock is counting down. Disclosure is here.
TheOtherSideOfMidnight.com Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, $0.33 a day. Listen while you travel or as an environment to your endeavors. $0.08 an episode. Two and a half cents per hour of content. The other side of midnight.com. The is on the grass. And good evening once again, last half hour until we reach the witching hour here in the Land of Enchantment in New Mexico, northern New Mexico. Gorgeous night tonight, clear, chilly, like 32 right now with a crescent, crescent moon. Beautiful crescent moon. Of which there are artifacts, one. In the Oval Office, brought back by the crew of Apollo 17, which looks eerily familiar. My guest this morning is Steve Bassett. We've got some more calls here. So let us go to the phones. And I click on your microphone thingy. And you are with us live on the other side of midnight. At least you are momentarily here. Computers seem to be very slow tonight. Okay. So, um, open your mic. You should be here. Yes. There you are. Yes. Aha. I made Uh, it. Yep. Yep. Welcome. Ron. who this is. Ron, our (laughs) resident generalist. So, what are your thoughts on, on what we're discussing, this really watershed moment? Well, I have some, but I wanted to say first off so that you could hear it, Steve, uh, we are the escaped zoo animals. So if you remember what he said just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. As long as he gets it, that's fine. You're, you're kind of muffled. Speak into your mic. Okay. It's more like an aiming game. There, much how's better. that? Much, that's much good enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, well, I think things are happening. Uh, I'll agree agree with things there. Uh, I think that there's an awful lot of frustration going on. I'm I'm just remembering something that I heard from someone. Let's just say because people get accused of saying, "Oh, I thought of that first. I it was a it was a while ago. Let's just say an unspecified time in the past. Uh, I. Uh, was discussing these things with somebody who was in the military and certainly had clearances for everything and all that, and um, was discussing this sort of thing, and he seemed to know 
you know, what was going on, more than me, certainly. And I, he says, well, that just can't happen. Now, this is in a public place, and we're just talking like this. And all of a sudden, well, that, that can't happen. And he looked terrified. This is somebody in the military, fully disclosure cleared, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's something scary buried in all this, and we really shouldn't forget it. I mean, I'm first in line for disclosure because my answer to him was, well, then we'll just see what happens next, you know, because that's, I think that it has to happen, you know, and I wasn't in charge of it. But, Stephen, you almost are. You know, you have a, uh, you have a seat at the front. Well, of the hang on, hang on. Least. Do you remember uh, John Alexander, the big um, uh, non-lethal weapons guy? Who's oh, also certainly. Very, who's also, well, I'm telling you from people who don't know, you know who was an army colonel. He's been involved in the UFO field forever and ever. He's on the inside. He told on air several years ago of having a meeting at the Pentagon, which included a bunch of top brass generals, uh, undersecretary of defense, et cetera, et cetera. And when he'd finished his briefing, or when actually he got through the first part, like the first couple of sentences, and the undersecretary stood up and shouted at him, you're not supposed to know that until you die. So I believe the big secret, which has been known for decades, and the big secret as we have figured it out out here in the exterior, has to do with hyperdimensional physics and consciousness and the relationship of our consciousness in this reality versus higher dimensional reality and evidence from NASA at places like Jezreel. Where did I go? Hello? Oh, well. Well, I may be unmuted, but I'm not plugged in anywhere. Hmm. Well, okay. Hmm. President was forced to disclose. Every day there is a briefing at the White House. The president isn't there most of those times. That's kind of rare. But there is, what's her name? I forget. You know, the young gal that... Uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre. Yeah, she, she's brilliant. She deserved the job. I'm so glad mm-hmm. to see her being deathly good at it, uh, like uh, Jen Tensaki. Um, she holds a press briefing every day. Mm-hmm. So all the reporter could have to do is ask this loaded question and demand an answer. We know he's got the artifact. He bragged about it to the astronauts. Why isn't he telling the world that it's an ET artifact? Because look at it. The damn thing is a piece of engineering. And that will start the ball rolling in a way that will be very interesting to watch. I mean, no disrespect to your artifact, Dick, but uh, you don't demand answers in, the, in that press room. Yes, you but do. Let me say this. Let me say this. Try, try to imagine. Now, if, 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 we're gonna, if, if, I'm, if I was going to set up press briefings after disclosure takes place, that was a good, the, the president's made the announcement, I would not send a single person out there to be able to face down the media. You don't want to do that. Imagine being the only person in front of those reporters 
there's several hundred million people watching this briefing, mm-hmm. I assure you. Mm-hmm. And you're asked the question by a, by a legitimate reporter, are, are people being abducted by extraterrestrials? And you have to say yes. But you, you can't you, start there. You've got to start where it's not going to kill people and threaten them and make them run for the hills like Orson Welles and – you know, and Dick, the, the reporters will start wherever the hell they want. That's why okay. I want to get in first by asking about the artifact because it's real. Again, I'm, I'm talking about post-disclosure. You don't believe so, the artifact is real? I have no idea. So post-disclosure. And so what I would do is I would I would, I would directly get out you three or four people. For a toaster. You want three or four people, high-level people, that are going to be doing the briefings, in, whether it's at the Pentagon, whether it's the White House, so that they're not one person. It's not the focus of this. Because these are going to be brutally tough questions. That stuff is going to come out very quickly. There's no way that they can they can get around it. Uh, it, it in other words, but you're it's saying this the, all can't be done until it's triggered by the hearing in the Senate Intelligence. Committee. Oh, absolutely! No, 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 no. This, this these. So we're waiting on Godot. You, you've you've un, you've complete the, the entire journalistic world is unleashed. Five seconds after the words come out of the president's mouth. Now he is not going to take questions. I assure you. If he makes a disclosure in front of the media, he will he will turn and go back up cross hall. He might do it from the Oval Office. Uh, you could go that way. I would say don't, but you go that way. They're not. He's not going to take press. Those those questions are going to come in briefings. Stephen, it sounds to me like my activist doesn't want to be active. I would push the river. Your activist has a full plate there. Trust me. Well, then find someone else to go into history. Yeah, sure. I got I got people lined up at the wall here. Well, so I look, have a few. So this 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 is we're talking about. There's a whole lot we're going to learn just from the pre- briefings, the press briefings. They're going to take place in the days following disclosure. For instance. I'm sure that one of the reporters will probably ask, is, was Roswell a, a crash vehicle? The answer is, yeah. Okay, we just had Roswell confirmed. That's not the same thing as, as seeing photographs crash vehicle, but it confirms it, right? And so a great deal is going to come out in these press briefings, not only in the U.S., but in other countries, the U.K. and France, Italy, whatever. And this is going to be very helpful. People are going to be very pleased to hear this. They're, they're going to be, it's going to make them feel like, okay, you're telling me the truth now. I, I, I can think about this. So this is going to be very satisfying. It, it, it's, that's going to happen before huge amounts of troves of documents and secret stuff is going to be brought forward before we can actually see a crash vehicle. So it's not like we're going to have to wait. There's going to be things happening right away. And then the question is, how do we, how do we move forward from there? Uh, I think that one thing is that whatever the time frame is that the government has in its head about how long it'll take before they're able to get virtually everything public on this, it's going to be shorter than they think. All right. That's one thing I can say. Secondly, um, and mean, the other thing. You mean, you mean the time lag between tonight and when the hearing is called? No, no, no. I'm saying that whatever time frame that uh, in terms of after disclosure – Whatever time frame they they have in their mind in terms of how and long it'll take to get everything out. When the president says yes. Yeah, how, how long it'll get everything out in front of the public? It's going to be shorter than they think. 
Maybe they're thinking five years. It'll meet. That's just, I think, human nature. I think it's, it's that's fine. But I think do we have any sure. independent confirmation as to Biden's position on all of this? In other words, is he happy with the 25-year timeline, or is he willing to go out tomorrow? Or the, after the 25 year timeline is again it's it's, it's in everybody's not, minds I'm telling you the press wrote it that way it is the 25 year timeline it simply states that 25 years or older is fast track the other stuff is and going to be handled and it leaves it in slow. law up to the agencies or the corporations absolutely if if the, if, the, if the government wanted to bring out a crash vehicle that landed last month they will they can do it if they want to it's not prohibiting it it's simply saying that 25 and older it's fast track that's all okay that's okay. it so again this I'm telling is, you it was confusing. It was deliberately to be confusing. So this, this time frame is, is going to be shorter than they think. But I, I think most people are going to be focused on the answers to the questions that they're going to be giving to the media in the aftermath. They can confirm Roswell. They, there's a lot of things that they can very quickly acknowledge and confirm without having to get into releasing anything. Uh, and this will be great. People will be thrilled about it. Uh, well, it's, it's, going more, to take, it's more Brookings. You know, it's going, a, to, it's a, going a, to take years a, a, to digest. No, it won't. No, we live in an incredibly fast-paced period. Look at AI. It's going to take maybe a year. It's all going to be out on the table in a year if this dam is broken by the president standing up and saying, "Look at this," and holding up his own. When I when I say digest, I'm talking about the entire planet of 200 countries trying to get. Yeah, and they're understand. all connected by Starlink, or a lot of them are. This is going to whip around the world faster than the speed of light. Come on. The information will. But in terms of, 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 of understanding, reviewing, uh, dissecting the, the history of all this going back 70 years and the millions upon millions of documents and so forth, not just here but around the world, it's going to take years to, uh, to get into it. But the key stuff will, will be out pretty quickly. Is there a duck Well, let me, yes. let, me, let me tell you another breakthrough, and I didn't include this in my roster because I wanted to – Keep it limited. Uh, are you aware tonight there is a HD UFO technology in Earth orbit waiting to be tested? An HD, what, do you, what, what is it? Hyperdimensional torsion field uh. space drive in a little spacecraft, a CubeSat called Barry One. Okay. That-